Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of XP Gains. My name, as always, is McThane, and I'm here with my chief mechanic, co-host, and fellow freelancer, Mr. Silverstrike. That's right, baby, absolutely. And today, if you couldn't guess from the lines, we're going to be covering Anthem. Our first impressions, we've just shaken hands with the game for the first time. We're going to be coming back with all the stuff that we took away from it. We hope you enjoy it, and we will see you on the flip side. Let's go. Yeah, I had, I had several points. Mine are pretty general. Yeah, mine mine as well. I mean, it's it's only a demo, right? So we cannot really go into details uh, very much. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like there were a lot of things that obviously stood out, like bugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, as they tend to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say maybe an interesting starting point is I'm not really sure how accurate my impressions are going to be. I was mentioning this to someone just the other day talking about Anthem. Right. Uh, this person was not fortunate enough to get in for the beta. Didn't want to pay for the VIP. Yeah, understandable. Um, and I, yeah, uh, very understandable. Um, I'm glad that we didn't have to get more than one person to pay for it. But um, it was really nice getting guest passes. I haven't even <clears throat> paid for it at this point. Um, fortunately, Origin is like, we'll queue your payment and you'll, we'll have you pay on release. So I could still cancel it and I, I will have paid nothing. That's actually quite admirable. Which is good because, you know, Steam charges you. Yeah, So no, really. That so, makes quite the difference. Yeah, basically where I wanted to go with this was um, the idea that because there were so many crashes, I know not everybody faced this, at least according to uh, to what Bioware was saying about the, the game. Not everybody experienced this and they didn't want to destabilize it for the people who did have a good experience, which is understandable. But at the same time, um, I did experience it. You experienced it. Cheers experienced it. The 95% loading bug, you mean, right? Yeah, the one that forces you to keep crashing yeah. the game and or killing the game and then restarting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I can't really say how accurate my opinions are, are going to be. And this is what I was talking to my, my buddy about, because um, I actually said to him, if you have so much time away from the game in between plays, you have a lot more time to think about everything that you've just done, everywhere you've just been, and you don't really have time to get into that repetitive gameplay loop that you might otherwise do. Right. So I don't know what it's actually going to be like when you're launching into a mission, you spend 10 minutes doing that mission, and then you launch into another mission and spend 10 minutes doing that and rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, yeah. rinse and repeat. I know that Warframe, for me, gets very repetitive and a little bit boring sometimes because of that formula. Yeah. And I, I don't know if Anthem would face that. Um, and the bugs ironically helped it out with pacing <laughs> because they ended up inadvertently making the missions a lot longer. Um, yeah. But with that born in mind, mm -hmm. I would say, I would say, as an opening statement, yes. I am cautiously optimistic. You're cautiously I'm, optimistic. Okay. I'm not really excited. Okay. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. A lot of what I saw there was fairly generic, mm -hmm. and we'll go into that in detail. Yeah. Nothing really, really stood out to me, maybe except the traversal. I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah. Flying around, obviously, is tons mm -hmm. of fun. The yes. sprint mechanics feel very visceral. I really enjoyed that. Um, again, we'll get into that in detail. But for mm -hmm. me, the most fun thing was the fact that you were running, jumping, flying, and shooting all at the same time. Yeah. That was the single thing that made it stand out. Without the mobility, I think it would be very generic. Yes. Okay. So what's your, what's your opening overview? My opening statement, Your Honor, is as follows. I went into the weekend on Friday and of course EA servers wouldn't let us sign in. So yeah. 
that was a technical issue, but that's a server issue. So as far as I'm concerned, the server issues are troublesome and not exactly helpful for people who are maybe interested in getting the game and just checking out the demo. That may not have helped their PR or like their pre-order charts or whatever, or targets. Sure. But I'm quite sure that they'll get those fixed in the final game. I don't think that will be a, a problem. It's in, definitely in, not going to be a long-term problem. Let's put it that way. Yeah. The the 95% loading bug was pretty darn annoying. Um, but indeed, as you stated, um, they didn't see this bug out in the wild a lot uh, internally before they did the, the big demo release. So they didn't want to break it. Okay, fair enough. But basically, this weekend, I, I force quit Anthem more than I've ever force quit anything in all of my life, basically, um, because I almost never have to force quit something. Agreed. And, um, I had the I, same experience. I did enjoy Anthem enough that I was willing to put myself through this, but it was not fun. That being said, I expect those two issues to be fixed. I yeah, I don't I don't think there's any way that that ninety five percent bug is going to last more than a month or two. No way. Absolutely Hell, I, no way. I, I I don't even see if they release with that bug. That's that's a big no no. But I don't even no, see that's, them. No, that's what I mean though. I mean, when is it releasing formally? In fourteen? No, no, in like fifteen days or so. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so yeah, no, I would so expect that to be solved by then. Then there's an origin early access thing, so so they get to play it a week earlier than the rest of us who get mm -hmm. it on the 22nd, I think. Yeah. Well, when I say I don't expect to see this beyond the next month or two, I would expect it to be about 95% eradicated by launch, of course. Hey, -oh. well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so the thing about this build that we played is it's six weeks old, or it was six weeks old at the time when we played it, so it's, it's even older now. Uh, and it is two or three weeks till release, so... It's going to be like a two-month-old build, effectively. They've added a bunch of stuff. I'm going to get to that later. But basically, uh, I'm not too worried about like the technical side of the game. I'm sure that most of the technical issues and bugs can be fixed. They seem to be very um, very much on top of things. The, the subreddit was super active. People were, you know, submitting bug reports or submitting, you know, letting people know, letting the devs know what their problems were. Things seemed to be... Uh, you know, receiving responses from the devs as well. People were saying, okay, that's already fixed in the release version or saying, okay, we'll look into that. Thank you for reporting this. So that was good. Okay, so we saw a lot of reciprocity there. That yeah. was good. Yeah. That was good. Um, but then about the actual game, which is, of course, um, the most important thing. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's the meaningful portion. After after getting past the, the loading screen, um, the toughest boss in the demo, really, I was dropped into the open world. And the very first thing you do is you are standing outside of the stronghold. And the first thing you're doing is basically jumping off and flying around. That's like the first thing you're going to be instinctively doing. And the controls were off with mouse and keyboard for me. It didn't feel right. So just, just, as, a, just as a quick aside, do you feel that this is um, just a, a bad conversion from console controls to mouse and keyboard. I've seen that being being bandied around, basically. Um, yeah, but you so have a little bit more coding knowledge than I do. I went into the options menu. I've adjusted, you know, all kinds of settings. Um, general movement and aiming wasn't problematic. That was fine. But flying around, definitely, 
felt like I was controlling a, a fake joystick, basically. Yeah. And attempting to use that. Now, I'm a I'm a guy who's flown a few planes, not in real life, of course, but in in flight simulators. And you know, it's a suit. You're flying around in a suit, like Iron Man, basically. Yeah. So pretty much. It's not a surprise that I think at least that this thing is going to control better with a stick. But the fact that they've done this kind of emulation of a of a stick that you are doing when you're moving your mouse, I think is the wrong approach, and it just feels bad. Yeah, it it needs to work differently on a mouse. It ne- like it needs to have exact mapping. None of this like play movement in the in the center. You you shouldn't have any kind of a dead zone. There was a big thread on the subreddit where people were saying, "Look, this PC port, this PC port is bad. Um, the UI is like clearly for made for the controller, and it's true." I went on a forty-six minute rant uh, that I'm not putting online, but I went on a big rant on the UI, went through everything, and I was just flabbergasted by some of the issues that you have when you're just moving around it with your mouse and keyboard. That's even in the places where it makes sense fundamentally. There are places where the menus just don't make any kind of sense either, yeah. whether on console or, I mean, like or 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 PC. It just doesn't make any kind of sense. There's there's two kinds of problems. There's UX problems, as in the 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 way the controls are laid out is strange or bizarre or non-intuitive, and then there's a UI problem, as in the controls kind of work wonky when you're using your keyboard and mouse. Mm-hmm. Those are the two issues, really. And I don't see them fixing this either soon or at all, which is a problem because if you're going to be playing this game long term, it needs it needs to be snappy. You, you don't want to be encumbered by the UI. No. When you're moving around in a game that is really all about speed and and movement and flying around it like the the ui is like the antithesis of what the game is all about it's it feels really nice to control once you've got a controller plugged in because that's what i did i plugged in a controller and played everything with the controller and that was great i had a lot of fun with that and then you're in the ui and i'm like why are you so clunky you know what I found? I found there were so many things about the UI that were just counterintuitive, right down to the fact that all the menus are slanted. Yeah. For no reason. And especially when like if you're if you're coloring your suit, going through the color picker and all these like slanted things, it's just everything seems awkward. Like just ugh. Somebody really loves their parallelograms, man. Somebody really does. Well, see the the weird thing about this is that it looks almost exactly like the splash screen menu for Warframe. Almost identical. It has this multi-layered slanting thing. Yeah. The difference of course is that in that in the Warframe splash screen, it's a splash screen. There are only 3 things and all 3 of them are just You can be artsy with a splash screen. Yeah, all 3 of them are just like posters basically. You mm. just click on one, click on one, click on one. It's a notification board. That's all it is. You don't yeah. have to interact with it. Then you click the play button. That's all you need to do. <laughs> exactly. Right? No. Like this multi-layered, weird, slanty, moving menu approach is just not... Yeah. It's not not doing it for me. No, it's not doing it for me either. Um, in fact, it made me, you know, like just furious at times. Yeah. Which is kind of sad, actually, because I wanted to do a shout out about the map. Because I actually felt like the way the map looked 
was very nice. And yeah. I really liked, there was one effect in particular that really caught my attention. That is the, the parallax on the map. So that if you see an icon for a location, the icon hovers apparently off the ground, which means that if you're seeing, if you imagine where, where you are, if the map is centered on your location, if there's something um, to your, your north direction, then you can actually see the icon, which is quite large and visually distinct, and then a beam that comes down from that to mark its exact location where it will be on the map at ground level which I found very, very useful because it means you don't have a bunch of large icons overlaying each other when they're close together. I thought that was really, really good. I did find it very sad that you don't have any kind of a waypointing system, so you could like click on something in order to go there. But it's just another element of the UI that I feel really could be polished. And I have to say that I agree with your synopsis on this, that it probably won't be changed, unfortunately. It's just one of those things. Like It's, it's going to be low on the priority list yeah, very much all, so. All the time. There's I think never going to be a point yeah. where that hits the top of the priority list. The problem as well is um, I think there's some hope for some features, right? If, if they're cross-platform features that can be implemented on both console and PC. As far as them making a separate PC UI, I'm going to find it really hard to believe that they're going to do that because it just costs money to maintain that. You need to test everything twice. They should do it, but I'm... I'm guessing they're not going to do it. And that's going to be like a, a blemish on their otherwise very fun game. I definitely think that with flying being as instrumental as They it need is, to fix that first. I think, With yeah, mouse the, and the, keyboard, yeah. The, the fake joystick thing, that's not really that heavy a change but, to uh, make. I believe they've already fixed it. Like, they've already reported they fixed some of the, uh, some of the controls in, in, in the release version. But I'm not sure just, you know, if they've done the one-to-one -one mapping, if, you know, well, I guess we'll Who see. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, anyway, I think we should probably move on because we're, we're really dragging this out. Yeah, but it's so an important part of the game, man. Um, I, I have another thing to talk about, actually. No, that's fine. As long as we're not talking about the menus being slanted no. anymore. <laughs> no, that's fine. No. Yeah. Um, my, uh, one of the other complaints that I had is, I don't know if you've experienced this, when you um, leave Fort Tarsus, which is the the central story hub that you leave, cough cough the tower, cough cough. There's a loading screen, and then you get dropped into the open world. The loading screen takes a while. It might just you know load infinitely at ninety five percent, but supposing that's fixed at release, you get dropped into this big open world, and you can do uh, some missions. And I did do like a few missions. And one thing that I was flabbergasted by and just took me completely off, off guard was that I was flying around and there was a cave and you had to go fly into the cave. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's fly into the cave. And you fly into the cave and all of a sudden, no warning, boom, new loading screen. They're loading the interior of the cave. And I was just sitting there. I was in mid-flight. Are you seriously showing me a loading screen right now? And yes, they are. So even I, in the middle of the first I don't remember mission... This. In the middle of the first quote-unquote story mission that you get in the demo, they task you to go inside a cave to locate a door, which isn't open the very first time you go there. So you fly inside the cave. There's dialogue playing. I shit you not. Loading screen. So the dialogue gets cut off. I don't recall this happening to me. Maybe you didn't play the mission. It's possible. 
I don't but, recall this happening in any of the missions that I played. This happened, and uh, Lelyputter had the same reaction. He was like, "What?" Um, it was it was bad. So we fly in into this cave. We get a loading screen. Okay, uh, we run up to the objective. Uh, you have to go back outside. So we fly back outside of the cave. Again, loading screen. It completely disrupts the very smooth and fun flying you're doing. And it took me completely off, off guard. It's crazy. So I'm assuming you didn't have anybody else rushing ahead of you and you weren't just getting dragged into the No, no, no. It's consistently, once you fly into the cave, you get a loading screen. That's it. And, and you just enter a new area. You can tell it's a new area. It's yeah, so that's super dumb. Weird. It's so dumb. And it happens with other events as well. So the like the the rate or um, the equivalent of the of a, of a destiny strike that you do with, with four players, you have to go kill the big spider. The very first time you enter the lair, you just fly into the lair, but you also have a loading screen. I don't know if you remember that, but that's a, a thing that happens as well. I recall there being a cinematic. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, I don't remember there being a cinematic. Maybe a small little cutscene. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I didn't like the loading screens at all uh, in the overworld. I can understand a single loading screen as you're kind of, you know, jumping, being, in. jumping into the game. But I, sure. I don't think that those you get flying into. A, even, I mean, it was a small cave, right? So No, instancing the world that way is very old fashioned. I don't think it's really, I don't yeah. really think it's forgivable in a modern game, to be honest. Yeah. It just isn't. It wasn't nice. Um, the mission itself wasn't super impressive. It felt like cookie cutter Bioware. So, you know, characters are slightly less generic than in most action games, but it didn't make me go, Ooh, I really want to know everything about this, you know, about this world now. No. Um, but then again, it's, you know, too small of a sample size really to be making any kind of decent comments on that. So I'm going to just say, uh, Story-wise, you're going to have to play the release version, of course. Yeah. For me, but, um, yeah. For me, I don't know. Like my, my first experience with Anthem was probably reloading into a mission after having to force kill the, yeah. um, the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reloaded, I think it was in with you guys or possibly yeah. by myself with randoms. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I have to say, like when I first jumped in, the mobility is really nice. Everything, like the jumping feels very crisp, very clean. The flying feels good until you have to control it with your mouse, and then it feels very clumsy all of a sudden. You feel like when you're flying, it feels fast and agile and nice, and I'm riding my jets, and that's great. And then you have to then you have to turn hard for the first time. Yep. And, and it suddenly feels yeah. like you're not flying a suit that looks like Iron Man. You feel like you're flying a 10-ton truck. And you're just like, wait, what? That's um, when so- I hit the escape key and went straight into the settings menu to make some adjustments. That very first turn that you mentioned. Yep. Okay. So I didn't do that. I just dealt with it and uh, eventually found I was getting a little better at it by the end. But there you go. Um, I feel like traversal is generally really crisp and really clean. I feel like sprinting could afford to be a little bit faster because you can't fly all the time and you don't always want to fly. Sometimes you're only flying because it's the fastest way you can go, which I felt was a little bit disappointing. I actually picked up some nice tricks uh, and I was reading up on this as well. I was initially a little bit annoyed at the the you know the heating up of your suit and how quickly it heats up. 
Sure. But there's certain tricks you can do. Like if you fly close enough to a water source, your suit cools down so you can keep going. That's pretty cool. If you fly downwards as well, you don't build yeah. up as much heat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it seems to be、uh, well done in that regard.、Uh, oh, and, yeah. The, and the attention、fun. to detail. The attention to detail is, is definitely there. I guess it's kind of cool because it means that you can't just fly indefinitely for no reason, but there are ways that you can do it, like to master it. Which I think is a, a a good thing, so maybe we just haven't seen the full depth of that yet. No,、um, I don't. I don't think we have.、So. I didn't personally mind the the heating up mechanic my, myself because I, I feel it does limit the the relative inaccessibility that you can have in the air against certain types of enemies.、Um, obviously, you'd be completely immune to attack forever against certain enemies. So that would be a bit problematic.、Um, with other enemies, of course, flying is not an advantage at all. For that, I would really like to see a crouch mechanic. That would be nice.、Um, the number of times when I was standing in a place where I was just a little bit too exposed and getting shot at all the time, there was no way I could break fire coming in.、Uh, just seemed kind of kind of weird、um, because I was standing there getting shot in the face and I couldn't crouch.、Um, it just seemed seemed a little bizarre.、Um, it seems like the kind of game where you should be able to get on high ground and then peek up over the top, if you know what I'm saying. Um, if you wanted to to do sniping or something like that, I remember that one situation where our team almost wiped, and we had just one guy who was running around reviving people one at a time.、Um, that was me throughout the demo a lot. Yeah, that situation was really not ideal. You wouldn't have expected that in a normal difficulty mission, but I felt like a lot of the problem was essentially that the enemies have relatively long range weapons. There are lots of them; they keep spawning all the time. There isn't really anywhere you can go that provides cover. Um, yeah, you definitely I, have to get used to the to the combat. I guess the the secret is you don't want to be stationary for too long, just a few seconds, and then move on. But if you're but the enemies have hit scan weapons as well. So I mean, if you're if you're just running around, yeah, well, you're just yeah, gonna you, get blasted. You have to be flying,、um, and then you can dodge in the air. So well, you can evade anyway. But、yeah. every time you stop evading, you get hit.、Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, mo- most of the time, if you're on the if you're on the ground, yeah. Yeah, I was playing the interceptor, and I would expect that the interceptor would be able to go in quickly, take out a few enemies in order to clear a small space, and then you would be able to survive that way, jumping from group to group. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah, you have to be careful with the interceptor because no, I'm I'm aware that you're not、mm-hmm. super tanky, but I actually had a really good、uh, really good item that gave me something like six times the health and six times the shield. I had two different items. Okay, nice. And I, yeah, like I was still getting I was still getting blasted、mm-hmm. like、yep. pretty quick, so. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, definitely like the fact that there is difficulty there. That's not what、yeah. I'm complaining about. I don't think it's oh, it's too hard. Like that's that's not my no, complaint. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's the fact that you can't break line of sight no matter what you do. Like you, you kind of you hide, you peek out, you get blasted, you go back into hiding, and there's no way you can pop up and take individual shots. And then once the enemies start kind of flying into your cover to flush you out, there doesn't really seem to be a great deal you can do about that. Again, short playtime, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, anyway, that was just one thing I noticed.、Um, getting into the actual equipment, if、yeah. you're happy to move on to that, or did you have yeah, more very, to say? Yeah, very, very much so.、Um, awesome. So、uh, basically, I'd like to talk about weapons first.、Um, yeah. Partly because they're the most fundamental. Partly because I feel like we're going to be talking about them the least.、Um, mm-hmm. I saw an interesting range of weapons, pretty much what you'd expect. So you had like assault rifles, burst rifles.、Yeah. Um, The the typical gun staples. You had a shotgun. You had a,、mm-hmm. a light machine gun. Various other things. That's great. That's fine.、Um, a lot of the weapon design actually reminded me very very much of the division. 
So your your machine guns, for example, become more accurate as you shoot them rather than yeah. less accurate. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind yeah. of the whole point is that if you're not shooting for a long time, they're actually less efficient. Yes. Whereas an assault rifle is kind of a nice balance. Mm-hmm. The yes. thing is, I think the balance between different weapon types in the division largely is pretty tight. Mm-hmm. The weapons could be accused of being somewhat samey, like somewhat similar to each other. Yes. But the benefit of that is that the differences they do have are very distinct and every weapon has one unique quality that it just like no other weapon has. I didn't see anything like that in Anthem. And it's not to say they have to do it the same way, but let's, for example, look at the light machine gun. The light machine gun is very nice. You can shoot it for a very, a very long time, has nice damage output. It has nice accuracy as you're shooting continuously and you're almost always shooting continuously, which means I felt like there was no real place for the normal assault rifle. The burst rifle felt really slow and clumsy. It does good damage on the burst, but the slowness of the bursts made me feel like it just wasn't that rewarding. Okay, that's very interesting. I had the opposite experience. Really? Interesting. I did not like the machine gun at all, but I did dig the assault rifle and the combat rifles. So did you, when you say combat rifle, do you mean the burst or do you mean uh, the Yeah, it was burst. It was burst fire. Yeah. Right. Okay. So maybe it's because of the class I was playing, but I found that very, very clunky. Like yeah. I would fire a burst and if an enemy didn't die, then it was doing a ton of damage to me. So again, this is part of the problem that I would like to peek out, fire a burst, and then be able to to step out and do that. Um, but I didn't really see that that opportunity. So I felt like just doing the maximum damage was really the best option. You can snipe, but like sniping can be kind of boring as well. Um, so there you go. The shotgun I actually found very interesting though. Really, really cool solution where the spread is very wide. So the damage output on a shotgun is always really high, which is very, very satisfying. But... Of course, it has a low rate of fire, heavy recoil, which makes sense. However, you can shoot further by focusing the shot into a narrower cone and then releasing the shot to shoot further effectively. So they've gotten around the damage fall off problem by giving it variable spread. So you can shoot slower, but further, or you can shoot faster, but closer, and you have to deal with the massive spread, which actually makes a lot of sense. I have to confess, I did not use any shotguns. I tried to try a little bit of everything. Yeah. while I was in the demo. So I I tried I tried everything but the shotguns basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um I didn't get a chance to try the the autogun. That's one thing because I didn't play the Colossus. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, me neither. Yeah. But that looked good from what I saw other people using it. It looked like a much better LMG to be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah, that looked sick. But yeah, for the most part, that was guns. Guns seem to have various types of bonuses on them, a lot like Mm -hmm. the guns that you would get in the division. Again, they have fairly typical passive bonuses like you might expect in almost any RPG-style game. Other than that, though, this kind of made me sad. They're pretty generic. Mm -hmm. They really are just, you know, your plus one sword instead of your plus two sword or your plus three sword. I don't... Yeah. wasn't impressed by that. And my my big thing with a game like this is I really love to sink my teeth into a custom build. Uh-huh. I love to be able to customize, okay, I'm going to use these weapons and these abilities and these bonuses, and I'm going to use all of this to create a kind of synergy. Yeah. And that's going to be my play style. These weapons are really just how you shoot. Yeah. Fr- from what I played, it felt very much like they took Mass Effect Andromeda and added flight. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. And Mass Effect Andromeda had you know, it was is it was not well received, but it had very good combat mechanics. Mm-hmm. Of um, course, though, it had it had biotics, which probably offered a lot more flexibility than most of the stuff you get in Anthem. 
Yes, I was about to bring that up. In terms of abilities, though, it feels like the game is far more limited. But I do want to point out that all you could really get in this demo was not only limited, you know, up, you know, upgrades for your character, abilities, and weapons, but also they seem to be capped to being at best uncommon or like the lowest rare variant. I've, I've, I haven't seen any kind of legendary or exotic or whatever equipment drop. So maybe that kind of samey feel that I at least got when I was shooting the guns, like yeah, the level so, 17 assault yeah. rifle feels exactly the same as the level 18 assault rifle feels. Um, yeah. Maybe that's fixed when you get some rare guns into the mix, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the the nice thing about it, I would say, is that they have a really solid foundation there. Pretty much every style of gun that you would want is in there somewhere. Um, generally speaking, how you mm -hmm. want to shoot is going to be supported. I definitely would be looking for more like, I don't know, a little bit more depth in that. Maybe, as you say, we will get that with weapon mods or we'll get that with some kind of exotic or legendary effects like you were saying. I don't I don't know. Yeah, we don't, don't know. know. That's But the the thing about that is it's probably going to be a very specific effect though. Much yeah. like it is in Destiny and many other games when you get, you know, legendaries or epics or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would be worried about that becoming, oh, well, I I have a build that mm -hmm. uses the eviscerator shotgun specifically yeah. because mm -hmm. X Y and Z, right? Yeah. And I I don't really want to get into that. It sh for me it should be like you you use a shotgun because it does high base damage or something and then you have a a some ability that freezes enemies and if you can do more than a certain percentage of their health in a single shot then it will shatter them and that's why you're using the shotgun does that make sense any shotgun will do so you can take multiple styles of shotgun and you can take a shotgun that fires in a burst so that if you don't get it on the first shot you'll get it on the second or something like that but that, that's kind of my idea you want to be able to, to get in there optimize it for yourself make some changes and so on this is one area where i could see warframe kind of winning out because when you apply the mods to the guns, you can change the way it works in a lot of ways. Like you can apply elemental effects and various other things. Um, now in Warframe, some of that is really just an illusion of change. It's not really change because a lot of what you do is, is just damage improvements. But at the same time, you can also alter the reload speeds. You can alter the magazine sizes, things like that, if you want to. And if you're playing, you know, kind of mid-level missions or you're not pushing level or trying to do a really, really long, high difficulty mission in Warframe, you're not really trying to optimize, then, you know, you can do that. You can take a utility build for a, a gun and actually make it really a lot of fun to use rather than, you know, just the optimal damage output or whatever. I would really love to see some kind of tuning options or customization for the guns to make them a bit less generic. Um especially make it feel more rewarding to stick with a gun for a long time. Because like you said, the the level 17 and the level 18, like you're not even remembering their name. No. You know what I mean? It's no. like, it's, it feels generic. They all look the same too. I don't know if, if, yeah. if I just missed that or something. They all look the same to me. They, they, they look samey. I, I had a good look at that. And some of them use the same skin in the menu. Um, I, I don't know. I think most of them are, are different telling the shotguns from the light machine guns and from the assault rifles and the combat yeah. rifles. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, they're not they're not widely different. That's not good. That's not good. No, not in particular. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there yeah. should be enough visual difference that you can tell weapon classes apart at least. Yeah, and I couldn't. No. No, I'm with you on that. 
Like I can easily, I can easily tell weapons apart in Destiny. <laughs> so, at least most of the time, yeah. Yeah, most of the time, unless it's I like mean, a freaky exotic something. Yeah, but then you but can tell because of that's the a corner case. Yeah. That's a corner case. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so moving on from weapons to powers, yeah. uh-huh. if you want to call them that. So, um, generally speaking, every every javelin, every suit that you're yes. going to wear has what is it? You have two abilities plus a special plus an ultimate. Generally speaking, uh, you have two general abilities, a special yeah. and an ultimate. A support ability, I think, is what it was called. Support. Yeah, there you go. Support and an ult. Yeah, so the support is usually something that's going to affect the squad. I am really, really happy to see this mechanic. This is something that exists in Warframe, but in a very different way. It's it's always passive. And so you always feel like it's just this kind of aura thing. And it, it doesn't feel rewarding. Quick question. Go ahead. Did you unlock the support for the interceptor? No, I never did. And apparently it's, apparently it's stealth. So that ah, would have changed okay. my life because the Interceptor yeah. has such an emphasis on melee, but it's also the most fragile class. Yeah, I didn't unlock that. So I was like, okay, what what am I supposed to get here? So, okay, if it's stealth, then uh, yeah, that, that would make it interesting, but I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, it does actually say that it's stealth when you unlock the, uh, yeah, 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 the yeah. suit. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. I just figured that was kind of how they described it because it was so fast, but okay. It actually well, has to do with the they say skill. They say it's fast. It doesn't feel much faster than the Ranger to me. Right. It well, felt it does pretty much feel like playing the Ranger. More maneuverable, at least. Well, I have to say that I would have gone back to my Ranger quite happily. I wanted to, to try out the Interceptor and the different abilities, but the Ranger had all the same type mm-hmm. of moves, but at yeah. a distance. And I was, was not impressed with the, uh, with the ultimate of the Interceptor. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a very... Very fast, very agile thing, but it's also very squishy. And then you have melee ultimate. It's like, mm. yeah, I just didn't find it. Yeah, it it very fun to use. No, in general. I actually felt like the melee was kind of clunky because you have this yeah. multiple strikes in a row, and you end up just dancing past people if yeah. you don't line up perfectly. This was actually a big issue that I w- I wanted to bring up is that the melees just miss enemies sometimes. What I would really like to see, particularly with the Interceptor, because obviously you're expected to do a lot of melee with the Interceptor, I felt like the sweeps should be wider, more forgiving, and less forward moving. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a little bit less. And if you combined that with wider sweeps, then you'd be able to cleave through a few enemies in front of you. And you would actually feel pretty dangerous. But as yep. it stands, when you're taking on enemies, even at, at normal difficulty... I felt like I had to hit enemies a whole bunch of times to kill them. And sometimes, particularly with a tougher enemy, I felt like one-on-one, I should be able to jump on top of this enemy, use a special ability, and then punch, 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 you're dead. Yeah. And frequently what I found was I would g- jump on them, use a special ability, they still wouldn't be dead, mm-hmm. um, yeah. hit them a few times, and then they would punch me in the face and I would be nearly dead. And I was like, I that's see. only one guy. Yeah. That's one guy. It's like, When shit. I first you know? used the interceptor ultimate i felt like i was of a weaker version of genji who couldn't quite hit the slices yeah yeah well i mean to be fair genji is swinging a sofa like he can hit people from 30 feet in the air that's what the the hit detection should have been on the interceptor when you're using your alt i feel 
At least when you're using your ult. Yeah, definitely. I mean, why do you not get some kind of awesome phantom blade or something? You know, you can swing that around and... Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. It feels like such a wasted opportunity. So what, is, what does the ult even do? I, I saw a change in my screen and yeah, I was doing melee I, I'm, attacks. I'm not sure. And I was like, okay. Yeah, so that's it. I felt like it wasn't... It didn't feel visceral. It didn't feel rewarding. It just felt like I was doing normal melees. I don't think there was even force feedback on my controller when I was slicing and dicing. And there's force feedback on everything in this game. Yeah. That is quite well done, by the way, I want to add. Uh, when you're flying through the sky, when you're doing dodges, when you're sprinting, you can feel your, your boots of your suit hit the ground with the vibrations in your, on your controller. It's, it's good. It's great. You know what? I, I don't even have the, like, the haptic stuff. But I've I've got to say that the sound design it, is well done. The sound design is well done. The visual design is superb. I would say it's one of the most involving mobility systems that I have ever had the pleasure of using. Um, but we are talking about the abilities here. If we yes. if we can mm -hmm. jump back in, yes. So yeah, basically, I felt like the layout of the abilities is actually really really nice. You have an ultimate, which is a single big. You know, macho move, great. Everybody loves that. It's the crowd pleaser. It's the button that you hit when you want to just wreck everything. Fantastic. Good idea. The support ability, something that helps you and your squad, also fantastic. Because in a lot of games, they get overly wrapped up in doing damage or having this yep. or having that or whatever, and you never get this team play aspect. So I really, really like that they've made that a dedicated ability. That's good. Yes, I agree. So then you have your two general abilities, and I really like this format because then essentially what you have is you have your two that you switch between, okay, I'm going to have this for this reason and this for this reason, or I'm going to have two so I can be a super tank buster, and then you have the support ability, and then you have your ult. Yeah, I mean, I think it works really well. It's a really nice balance. It keeps you using your abilities on a regular basis with the general abilities. You can choose what your emphasis is there. You've got the support ability for the team play on a regular basis or when you really need it. And then, of course, you've got the ultimate for huge fights or whatever. I think it's a really, really nice format. You know what I uh, what I really liked? Go for it. I really liked that there's a very short cooldown on your two offensive abilities instead of there being quite lengthy ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like that's That's what I'm saying, though. It keeps you active all the time. So you're, it's, it's more like an Overwatch cooldown scale. You're, you're never really waiting a long time. This was it something feels that good. Yeah. See, it makes you feel like there's a reason why you pick the suit that you do because those abilities are available to you on a regular basis. I you know, feel but, like they've really nailed that, the timing yes. of those things. Yeah. And, you know, once we get more options, once we have more builds, once we have more things available to us, maybe it will be the case that the generic weapons are mostly that way because they are the general combat yeah. style. And you're really supposed to customize more with the suit and your suit build. That may very well be the case. I think they've got a solid formula. I think they've got solid scalings on the cooldowns. Obviously, the ultimate is much more valuable, but it takes longer. The supportability doesn't even take that long to cool down either, really. So you've got your team play aspect going on in there on a regular basis. People are constantly popping something that can benefit you. Um, I, I feel it's really good. I feel Destiny really screwed up with, with ability scaling. Um, and the abilities oftentimes were, they, they, they really just felt like special attacks, like throwing a grenade or doing a melee, which in fact is exactly what they are. And that doesn't, that doesn't really feel 
special in and of itself. And then when you add such a long cooldown on there, it just kind of feels bland, to be honest. So yeah, I think they've definitely got that down. Right, so that's weapons, that's abilities for the most part. We could talk about specific abilities. I don't really think that's all that important because a lot of this is probably subject to change. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be subject, very subject to personal preference. Um, I will say that the vast majority of the abilities that I used, I found satisfying in their way. Um, the Interceptor, I didn't like the melee stuff, but yeah. that's probably because I'm just not going to do melee and I didn't have access to stealth, which probably is going to change the way the Interceptor plays completely. Yes. Yeah. Let's be honest. I had the um, same uh, impressions as well on the, the Interceptor's melee abilities. Yeah. So, I mean, the Ranger just felt more rewarding for what it was, but then the, re oh, the Ranger the Ranger without a support ability sits back and shoots missiles at people, which is always going to be a lot more fun than running in there, getting your face blasted off, and just barely getting your melee ability off before you die. So, so I need to tell you about the very first time I popped my ult on the Ranger. Oh, yeah? I was in I was in the air and there's a certain portion in the demo map with a tower and there's always these flying creatures flying around. So I was in, in the air and I, I noticed my alt was up and I said, okay, let's see what this is all about. And I shot those three birds out of the sky so hard. It was it was it was great. That was a wonderful <laughs> moment. That was yeah, it is. It is actually really nice. It feels really good. That moment pretty much sold me on the game almost, you know. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It felt really satisfying. And I do you know, I think that the Interceptor's Ultimate is probably going to be better at some point in the future. Yes, I, I agree. That's definitely one of those things that is going to be very easy to tune in a way that makes it very pleasing to use. Um, I didn't see a lot of attention to the melee abilities in general. I think mm -hmm. it's, it might be one of those things that they've left on the back burner because they imagine yeah. probably a lot of people are not going to go straight for melee. They'd rather get the gunplay right first, which is what I would do, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you get that melee super right and then your guns all feel off, that's yeah. not going to save the game. No, so, it's not. Yeah, 100%. So anyway. do you have any uh, other remarks? Okay. I'd like to talk about story. You would? Okay. I would actually like to talk about story. Hit me. What have you got? Yeah. So part of this is because Bioware has been known for having excellent choice-driven storylines. Yes. Part of this is because I'm actually... I actually found myself pleasantly surprised. When I picked up this game and I started playing it for the first time, I thought this is basically Destiny meets Warframe mm -hmm. with a very subtle Division-y type feel in the combat. Right. I, I like this. This is nice. But it's, I mean, and it hits a sweet spot between the three for me. I do like all three of those games, mm -hmm. but I find all of those three going to get samey because yeah. they're too much of one thing in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, the one I've played the most by far is definitely Warframe, yes. mostly because I've had it the longest. I do really enjoy the open world and the exploration that you can do in the division, oddly enough, mm -hmm. um, just because I love that that immersive kind of cityscape setting. I love running around and just being part of that in a, in a way that feels visceral, um, like using cover and things like that. But anyway, that's, a, that's an aside. I don't find that there's any real sweet spot between those games except for Anthem. So I thought this is good. This is nice. And I remember starting the first quest and I thought, is this going to be a shit show? Because the quests in the division mean diddly squat to me, right? They're obviously just there to give you a reason. There's kind of the same thing for a large part of destiny, you know, like 
because that's what guardians do. Like it just it doesn't it doesn't yeah. do it for me, you know. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just kind of it's bland, it's generic. Mm-hmm. I never really got excited about any of the characters except for Cade Six and that crazy scientist guy who's on Titan. I can't even remember. Or is, is it yeah. Io? The one um, Jeers hates. Yeah, he hates him. I love the character. I think he's great. <laughs> um, yeah. But there you go. At least it's it's interesting enough to be divisive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yes, something, yes, right? Yes. If you can debate it, then clearly there's some some soul there. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, I remember thinking, is this going to be another one of those? And yeah. I was pleasantly surprised, actually. I found that the characters were well-voiced, well-acted. They made sense. Their parts played out well. They felt They felt good as characters. They felt like if I did several quests and spoke to the same person multiple times and made small little choices along the way, they would begin to feel significant to me. And if they right. suddenly disappeared in a quest, I would give a shit. And mm-hmm. that's actually a good thing. Okay. I would say they're maybe a tad on the generic side, but they're definitely not in destiny levels of generic. Definitely yeah. not. Um, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Um, and I'm looking forward to see where the quests go. I liked the fact that there were multiple missions in one storyline that all made sense. The story is interesting enough to make me want to know what happens next, but every stage of it is not so long-winded that I just stop listening halfway through. Does okay. that make sense? That makes I felt sense. Like, I felt like it was well-paced, made sense. It was a good little story. Okay. Am I super excited? No. <laughs> but no. I'm, I found it interesting enough to remember what happened. Okay, so... And I, I think that's nice. Like... What story content did you play then? Did you play like all of the stuff that was in the demo or? As far as I know, I just played the first few missions with Matthias. So basically you you meet, uh, I don't know if anybody cares about spoilers because it literally is a demo. Um, but basically you, you, meet, you meet Matthias. There's a, a short event with him. Uh, you retrieve something for him. There's an altercation. It follows a very, very basic formula. There's, there's, a, there's a problem with that. You then go through several steps to solve the problem, and then you come back and the problem is solved. This sounds like the most generic mission ever, but there were some interesting, yeah, no spoilers. There were some interesting twists and turns to it. I found it kind of amusing, but the character was, was well done as a whole. It was kind of an interesting outcome. I thought, hey, somebody gave this a little bit of thought. Somebody worked on this story for an afternoon at least. <laughs> you know? It wasn't yeah. just and it wasn't a wall of text. Okay. And yeah. it wasn't and it wasn't so much talking. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh God, when is this cutscene gonna be over? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they did the cutscene before you start the mission. Yeah. Not at a point where you're in the middle of the yeah, mission yeah, and you have to yeah. watch it five times if you fail five times. Yes. Yes. So much yes. yes. Okay. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Bioware. You didn't fuck up. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Yeah. I played those missions as well. I was. I'm so what lu- did you take away from it? I'm lukewarm on the, on the missions. Like I thought it was well voiced. The character models looked good, but I don't think that for me, there was no hook and I need the hook at the start of a story to pull me in for the, how many hours that I'm about to spend on the game. And since you're dropped in the middle of the game, basically, I was not really 
too excited about the story. And I, I wasn't going into the demo thinking I'd be excited about the story because it wasn't my, you know, focus. I sure. wanted to do the other content in the demo, basically. So this was kind of the thing that made me happy because I, I very much felt like this was a quality side quest. Does that make sense? It's yeah. enough that if you're interested, you can care about it. It's not so much that if okay, you don't care, you're drawn in. Hold on. So you just called it a side quest. I would consider that a quality side quest, yeah. What if all of the main story is like that? Then I don't have to care about it. And that's that's the beauty of it. That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. Okay, I think okay, okay. I think they've hit that sweet spot where if you really if you want to get into the story, if you're having fun with the characters, if you're interested, that's great. Yeah. You can't do that in Destiny. Yeah. There's nothing there. Right? There's uh -huh. legitimately nothing there. There's like a cutscene which is very, in my mind, it's very difficult to care about. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah, I I understand where you're coming from. Um, Destiny's story is just weak in general. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, the, so I mean, the, it's a, it's a low bar, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. At well, least at least you've stepped over that low bar. It's true. You know? Um, I guess I feel like it's what we, what I would have expected in this type of game. It's not a single-player role-playing game that you get to play. This is not your average Bioware title, so would I have liked to seen, you know, a, a better story? Yeah, sure, but it doesn't... Yeah, everything's relative. But that's what I'm saying. If you have a super immersive story with tons of choice-driven content, blah, 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 like, where are you going to go with that? Everybody was talking about this. Like, how, how are they going to keep everybody happy? I feel like they've done it well. There's a quality bit of content in there that you can enjoy if you're interested. And really, I think that's that's probably, for this kind of game, that's probably what people want most of the time. Yeah. I feel like I would I would enjoy, if, if it's like Call of Duty levels of quality, the single-player campaign, like it's, a, it's an eight or nine-hour experience that you go through, and you get to see the vistas, you get to do the cool battles, and then... There's the entire open world for you to do multiplayer dungeons and events and raids. And that's going to be great. But I don't feel like the quality of, of the quest that we saw or, well, the part that I played through was like super impressive. So, Well, I, I definitely know. felt that it was more engaging than the material that we've seen, again, using Destiny as an mm -hmm. example, also using The Division as an example. Yeah. I would well, not I say haven't that played it was, the division, so I can't tell. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that, that it was as involving as some of the Warframe campaigns. And I want to be very clear here that I'm using the word involving, not the word immersive. There are a few experiences in Warframe that have been very immersive, but for the most part, it's it's more just um, you go on a story arc, and the story arc is very heavily railroaded, and because of that, they're able to deliver a maybe a more interesting story experience. They've expanded a lot of the universe using that method. If you care, you care. If you don't care, you're roped in, whether you like it or not. And I do find that kind of unfortunate about Warframe, because if you're not interested, then you can't bypass it if you want to do the content, which is, you know, obviously not ideal. So really, but I felt I felt it hit a middle ground where it just, I don't think that this is going to displease anyone. Does that make sense? As far as I'm concerned, in the genre that the game is trying to be in, like the, the kind of game that it's trying to be, it's going to be fine. 
Sure. Um, Everything's relative. For me, personally, I really want to see BioWare put out a single-player game with similar mechanics. Because when I was done this weekend, um, and I was on my way to work on Monday, I was thinking about flying around in the game, and I was thinking about, you know, what is my general opinion on the demo? And uh, at the end of the day, um, when I was driving back home, I was thinking, and I decided that I had a somewhat negative experience due to the keyboard and mouse controls, the numerous quote-unquote crashes and infinite loading that, you know, kind of left me with a sour taste in my mouth, but I had fun flying around. And then I thought to myself, man, I would, I would really like, I would spend money on like maybe a mode where I could just fly around by myself, single player, uh, offline, so that you have a mode that is not connected because this is an always online game. You need to be connected. Um, I I got disconnected once, and then like the game immediately kicks you to the main menu, and I was very confused because it didn't even say you were disconnected or something like that. And I was like, oh man, you know, if this was a Mass Effect game and you could fly around in your suits like that, oh, that would have been awesome. But then again, that's not what this game is attempting to be, so I shouldn't be saying this. But I just wanted to say that, you know, I would I would not hate Bioware if they would, you know, do something like that or have a single player mode or component to the game. Well, see, this is actually the way um, things are handled in Warframe, which is one of the reasons why I said it's a little bit more involved. Um, so a lot of the content that you go through and story stuff is, is actually single player. Um, I think it's a good way of doing it in many cases. Um, obviously, you'll have single player elements where you go through the story and then you have to do a multiplayer mission at the at the culmination of that and so on, and then you go back and do another single-player mission, and so on. It's kind of disruptive when you want to play with your friends because you have to go off and do the single-player mission, and then you can join them for the multiplayer component. So that's not ideal, um, really, but then very few things in the way that Warframe is designed fundamentally are ideal. Yeah, but the opposite is kind of annoying as well, and I experienced this when I was doing the the story mission, is um, if you're doing the story missions with your friends, you're not really paying attention to what's being said in the dialogue. No, very much. Which is unfortunate. So I'm not sure how I'm going to play the game, but it's either going to be with you guys and I'm going to tell you guys to shut up or, you know, something like that. Maybe we need to, um, you know, make a a gentleman's agreement that we are not going to talk while uh, the characters are talking or something like that, because I think that's going to really sour the experience a bit. I think I'm definitely going to go through all the story content solo. Yeah, I went uh, through the, I think it was the second mission or something, with, when there's a boss and there's like lots of enemies spawning, and I went in on normal difficulty, and I just got hammered. I couldn't beat the mission on normal difficulty by myself. This was solo, and it was a private setup, so nobody could join me. Um, I didn't go back to do it on easy, but it was pretty hard. Um, so maybe I'll just do it with some random people. I'm not I sure. could definitely see that. I, yeah, I do kind of wonder about the difficulty balance in there as well. It seems like there are a few things that are kind of maybe a little bit over difficult. Like some of the mm-hmm. some of the kind of medium medium weight enemies, if you will. They're not really yeah. the the heavy enemies, but some of the medium weight enemies that have shields and things like that. You can't crowd control them until their shields are gone. Yeah, and so I feel like some of these enemies are very very powerful. Like really very powerful. They can end your life in seconds. Yeah, and. Um, you take a long time and multiple reloads in order to finish them off with most weapons. 
Mm-hmm. So yes. unless you have a sniper rifle and you're shooting weak points, you you don't have a chance in hell. Hmm. Um, yeah. At least at least on your own. Um, I did never get to try the grenade launcher, which kind of upset me. I heard right. good and bad things about the the GLs. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, I, I never never got to try one. Haven't tried one either. I didn't even know that was in the game. <laughs> no, no, there are grenade launchers. <laughs> okay, in there. okay. Um, so in general, uh, how do you feel about the game? Yeah. So in closing, having gone over all these different elements, uh, let me just do a quick a quick double check. I know I had a few things written down. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah, sure. Uh, storytelling, abilities, gunplay, world, uh, mobility. I did want to take a moment actually to say that the open world I found exquisite. The world design was beautiful. Very expansive, very, very organic feeling terrain, which I really, really liked. Um, everything in Destiny felt a lot more contrived for me. Um, obviously, it doesn't have the terrain complexity of a game like, say, The Division, but The Division is a cover shooter, so you'd expect that. Um, however, I, I did really enjoy it. I did not like the fact that there's no crouch because um, it doesn't ever feel like you can creep around at all. But maybe it's not a game like that. Maybe you use stealth for that. Maybe you use a shield for that. I don't know. So I think more has yet to be seen before I judge it on that basis. But the world in and of itself looked very thematically pleasing and thematically internally consistent. Everything looked like it fit where it was. Everything looked good. It had that kind of pseudo-realism where it's believable, but it's obviously not real. At the same time, I really, really liked it. There was Everything was also scaled perfectly inside Fort Tarsus. It feels like a town. There are walkways that are sensible sizes and they make sense and they go places and they're not all perfectly parallel to each other. They go in random places and they do random things and they serve around. They feel like everything feels like it was built for a reason. I really yeah, like that. Beautifully designed. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to the um, vertical design of the open world. Yes, very much so. Because that was well done. Space, um, space in general yeah. was very well handled. Uh, the demo did have a somewhat limited uh, area, of course, of the world where you could fly. If you, f- you know, flew too far from where you were supposed to be, you would be teleported back with a loading screen. Sure, but that's you know that was to be expected. I'm not. I don't know how big the map is going to be in total. Um, but I just hope that in terms of like, I don't know, climate or, you know, appearance that there's, uh, some more visually different areas. Well, yeah, but silver, I mean, if there's, there's one thing that I can guarantee you, and that is that this game is going to thrive on expansions. Yes. Right. So expansions are almost certainly going to include increases to the the world. Yes. So, well, so I, I, mean, would, you, I would hope so. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't think that's going to be a problem. If they've spent their time and effort doing mm-hmm. what they've done here, I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna replicate that in multiple environments. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to say with what I've seen, I was very very impressed. That was the last thing that I wanted to say. Okay, um, they've really they've used flight as a tool very effectively, so it doesn't feel like flight is just there for no reason. No, really, yeah. really very satisfying. Very very satisfying. Um, but yeah, in closing, overall. I would say that I am cautiously optimistic about the game. I did feel that guns were a little bit generic. Um, yes. I did feel that abilities were maybe somewhat dissatisfying, but I haven't had that much time to really get my teeth into the game. Obviously, I had very limited gear. Yes. A lot of RPGs are going to feel like that at the start. So yes. take it with a pinch of salt. This um, was mid-game, though. That's what the dev said. Okay. 
but I didn't get a chance to unlock very much. It's yeah. not like I had tons of different things to experiment with as I probably would mid-game in a normal circumstance. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I will be revisiting the game uh, this weekend. They've actually unlocked all four of the javelins okay. for, uh, for the next weekend. So I'm going to be trying out the, you know, the two ones that I haven't played. Yeah, definitely. Um, but in general, I am... Uh, the game's kind of what I expected it would be. I would actually say it's better than I expected it to be. Flight impressed me, but everything else is pretty much what I expected it to be. And my frame of reference was uh, Mass Effect Andromeda Combat. And it is uh -huh. in line with that. Um, I think I expected slightly more in terms of gun combat, as you said, but maybe that's not supposed to be the focal point. Yeah. Um a little bit and like the Mass technical, Effect, actually. Yeah, and the technical issues I'm just going to forgive at this point. I think they're going to be uh, they're going to be fixed. Uh the controls eh pisses me off a little, but I think, you know, I will survive playing with the controller. Yeah. Uh, for, for 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 the time being at least. Yeah. No, I I'd, I'd agree with pretty much all of that. Yeah. I'm not canceling my pre-order for what it's worth. I was Oh wow! Uh, that that Friday when I was uh, when I couldn't get into the into the game, and uh, you know, I think it was the first four or five hours or so uh, when the demo was supposed to be available. You know, I I just gone home from work, and I thought, yeah, I'm gonna have some nice time relaxing playing Anthem, and then it was like, yeah, no, servers aren't working. Okay, and I was a, a little bit annoyed, and then I finally got into the game, and I hit the the ninety five percent loading bug, and I had a little moment where I was like, am I gonna cancel my pre order because this is this is bad. Yeah. I feel like, in general, this demo was either not representative of the game, or they should have called it a beta. Yeah, And I think they should have I called it a fair. beta, given that it is a six-week-old build. I think that would have been more correct. That would have set anticipations or expectations a little bit differently. Like, there's going to be some bugs in there. I guess they did say that, but... You know, yeah. when when you see Anthem demo, you don't think there's going to be some significant technical issues with the game still. No, that's true. That's very true. And that's what we experienced. So in that regard, you know, some people were really bashing the game online. Like, how can there be these big issues, you know, four weeks or two weeks or no, three weeks before launch? And when you think about that, that's pretty rough. But I know how you do software development. Uh, so, you know... I'm all too familiar with the fact that you can still be shipping significant bugs quite sure you know, quite I up think, to release. I think so. so like w the problem with with what you're saying basically is that they haven't been maybe transparent enough in the way that they set people's expectations. Yeah. Well, I think that's, yeah, yeah. That's a fair criticism. I but think a lot of all, people yeah would have been uh more ready to forgive that. Yeah. If I have to make um an open critic uh, assessment or prediction and I think I said this in Discord chat I expect this game to score between a 77 and 82 uh, if if it plays if the release version is the same uh, if the story impresses I can see it going as high as an 86 87 maybe I want to see what exotics are going to be like and what they're going to bring to the game that's, we that's one also of the things I want to see. don't know anything about the 
microtransactions or macrotransactions for cosmetics. We don't we don't know how long it's going to take you to grind for the coins that you need. Um, we don't know any of that, so that could also sour the experience somewhat. You said cautiously optimistic. I am 100% neutral on this game. I'm not going to be saying I'm positive on it. I'm not saying I'm negative on it. I am still quite in the dark. The gameplay seems to be okay, but whether this game is going to turn out to be great or disappointing is going to depend on the information we're going to get at release, I think. Yeah, I have a strong feeling that I'm probably going to spend quite a lot of time playing this game when it comes out. Yeah, um, I think it's. I'm going to have fun too, but I don't know yeah. how long I'm going to keep playing it after release. Sure, sure. I think my my feeling though is that I'm I'm probably going to stick with it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the main reason why is that it really does hit that sweet spot for me between several games I already enjoy, but I, I find that I've gotten bored of because they're just too much of one thing. Yeah. Um, now, it needs to be said though that Warframe is growing its boundaries all the time. Yes. Destiny, I haven't really seen as much of that with, and I still find that Destiny is fun to jump into every once in a while, but I only enjoy playing that casually. Yes. The Division 2 is, of course, coming. That might prove to be a lot of fun. It looks pretty janky at the moment, so I'm going to reserve judgment on that. Um, But I'm also a sucker for sci-fi, and Iron Man has always been my favorite superhero, so I just love robots. What can I say? Um, Yeah, I think I'm probably going to get hooked to be, to be honest. Um, but like you, I'm not sure that I'm ever going to acknowledge that this is a truly amazing game. It's probably going to be a game that I really enjoy, not one that I really regard as objectively amazing. Does that make sense? From what I played so far, I'm just going to say, if there was no flight in this game, I would not buy this game. It is the one thing that really makes it shine and separates it from the rest uh that and uh yeah the very first time you just fly around it feels like you're iron man and that's you know there's no game there's no game that really quite gives you that feeling i feel or no none that i've played so far and that's a reason enough for me to get the game when it releases and i'm gonna play it and i'm gonna have fun but i don't know if i'll still be playing it six months from six months from now that's gonna depend on a bunch of things yeah I mean, I agree. I'm used to the parkour from Warframe, which in recent days has gotten kind of weird with like wall jumps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I tried getting into Warframe and into the parkour, but it was never my kind of thing. No, I, I've always found the parkour to be somewhat clunky in the way that it works. Um, I like the fact that everything is crisp and very straightforward in Anthem. I mean, you've you've just yeah. got your you've got your sprint, which feels really good, feels really visceral. The visual design is fantastic. I would like it to be faster, given that it's supposed to be a jetpack, but there you go. Um, I like the fact that you've got really crisp, really sharp jumping and dodging mechanics. It feels really good. Even without the flight, if you had like wall running or something like that, where you could run up walls or run along walls, I think I would probably still be interested. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think with the flight and the hovering, it definitely, definitely helps. So, I mean, it's one thing that Warframe has never delved into has been flight. There's only Mm -hmm. one Warframe that can fly, and it's like a special ability of that Warframe. So there's no way they can ever just add flight. Otherwise, they're going to have to completely rework that Warframe. Um, But you can can do weird things like sticking to walls, 
instead, which just, it doesn't, it doesn't work that well. Though. <laughs> like it just, I'm going to be honest. It just doesn't. It's very janky. Camera angles are always weird. It's just, yeah. yeah, it doesn't work very well. The flight, the hovering, it just, it just works. It's just better. Okay. Hands down, hands down. Um, so but yeah. there you have it. Yeah. So that's our brief review on... Well, first impressions, really. The 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 beta slash demo. Yeah, we've shaken <laughs> hands with Anthem, and that's how we've come away. So yeah, there you go. We we promised you we would be covering the game, and here we are. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's it's good, though. I think, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Anybody who's interested in the game probably has a little bit more to digest, whether you've played the demo or not. Yeah, and uh, if you're listening before uh, February 1st, then from February 1st to 3rd, it's uh, it's it's open beta <laughs> uh, for everybody. And yeah, I'm calling it a beta because that's what it is. Um, you'll be yeah. playing a pre-release version Definitely. of the game. Okay, so hopefully we've been able to shed a little bit more light on this if you are interested in Anthem. Hopefully we've been able to provide you with something that gives you something to think about, whether you're interested in getting the game, you're not sure if you want to get the game, and so on. Um, So if you're still here at the end of the episode, we are very grateful for you tuning in. Um, Of course, this is a passion project for us. We're just doing this because we're a couple of guys who love talking about games. We have a lot of fun doing it, um, but of course we don't get paid. So thank you very much for stopping by. We really appreciate every listen. And I think with that, we're just going to sign off. Both of us definitely want to wish you, as always, uh, wherever you are in the world, a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah, we'll see you in Anthem, guys. Yeah, indeed. Hey there, everybody. My name is McThane. Hey there. And I'm (laughs) fucking up the intro again. Uh, My name is McThane. Fucker up of intros. I I have become McThane, destroyer of intros. We are going to be covering Anthem, Nearly Said Destiny. And if you hadn't guessed from the Chief Mechanic and Freelancer lines, we're going to be covering Destiny today, our first impressions. Just jump into the game. Ah, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just... My mouth just won't do it. It just won't. It just won't do it. Can somebody else like use their mouth? <laughs> like, can I borrow somebody else's mouth, please? I need a fresh mouth that hasn't been stained with destiny. Okay, we're gonna get it right this time. So freaking, freaking destiny to hold on, hold on. Ah. <laughs> you, you sound like you just ate a chili, man. Like you're like. Hoof, hoof. Oh man, jeez. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, stop. Look, will you stop laughing so I can stop laughing, please? I'm sitting here in my suit, talking yeah, into a mic. Being very professional, yes. Yeah, yeah, just laughing. I can't stop laughing. Anyway. All right. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of XP Games. My name, as always, is McThane, and I'm here with my chief mechanic, freelancer, and co host, Mr. Silverstrand. <laughs> Damn it, you couldn't do it, could you? <laughs> I love how it just boiled out of your mouth at the end there. That was great. Alright, I'm just I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. Just do the intro. I'll, I'll mute myself and edit it add it yeah. in post. Oh man. Jesus. Hey there everybody. My name Oh fuck. Hey there everybody. Fuck. This is ridiculous now. I know you're laughing on the other end. I can hear it. I can hear exactly what it sounds like. 
Yeah, it's ingrained in my head now. <sighs> okay, one more. <laughs> 